everyone. Welcome back to the Afters podcast. Today we have on a very special guest who landed here in Vancouver just a couple hours ago, hailing all the way from North Carolina. Monavent in Hello. the house. Welcome, welcome. Hi, guys. <laughs> and Nathan. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's always here with us. And this guy. <laughs> Next. <laughs> and we're so excited today to chat all about the North Carolina techno scene, Charlotte specifically, and producing and making shows, everything in between. So, Mona Vent, you ready? It's ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So let's go back. Let's okay. go all the way back. We obviously know you today as the Twitch DJ in Charlotte. But what is your first memory that you fell in love with music? That fell in love with music? I fell in love. So I started raving back in like 2016, 2017 area. Mm -hmm. um, like probably junior, senior year of high school. Um and was a huge bass head to start out with uh followed around like nightmare slander glitch mob um went to all those shows and was like a true headbanger and i was like all right this is not for me anymore and um getting sore <laughs> yes then found house music going to my first festival in 2019 which was buku music and art festival down in new orleans um Fell in love with house music. Fell in love with like Dom Dalla, John Summit. I will admit the big commercial like house DJs. You gotta start love, somewhere. Love gotta love start somewhere. Drugs. 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 Exactly. <laughs> um, and I'll still admit that I am 100% a Dom Dalla fan till the day I die, and no, that will never change. That. No never. Shame in that. No. Um, but my first ever like music set at a music festival was with Cream um, which love is a her. bass artist. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right. This is totally different in a festival setting, a outdoor setting, like one, New Orleans is sick as yeah. well. So mm -hmm. um, being in New Orleans was really cool. And then just being around so many like-minded people, like I've been to raves before, I've been to shows and like I've done all that stuff, but being in such a large area with so many people that literally are there just exactly mm -hmm. for the same reason that you are, mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I found home yeah. and like, I'm never leaving. Yeah. And that's probably where I first fell in love with it was in Buku. And then immediately started going to Buku each year after that um, until they stopped recently. I think it was 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, they announced that they weren't doing shows anymore. Really? Um, mm -hmm. Car theft. Oh. Car theft was oh. at an all time high every single time they hosted that festival wow. and they were like the city police can't just handle this like we don't know what to do anymore so like for now we're going to shut down and they said that they're not going to be doing it until further notice i don't know when they're coming back that's um, what a wild reason Never what an that. insane yeah. reason um yeah. and that's yeah. pretty much it yeah. just buku music and art festival fell in love with festivals then oh. um and like they, they had so much diversity at that festival that i was like okay cool I just like the festival scene because mm -hmm. they had rappers, Tame Impala, mm -hmm. um, EDM artists, bass artists. All it's their... like a Coachella, but maybe yeah. smaller. I don't know. I would, yeah, yeah, take Coachella, but make it way less mainstream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Way less mainstream. Yeah, but they've got like that entire range of music from hip hop yeah. artists all the way to like. Oh, indie bands, pop yeah. funk, like all yeah. sorts of, mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that went to, um, Started going to Imagine Music Festival, then went to Electric Force Music Festival, 
then went to EDC, and I was like, all right, Ooh. I'm never leaving. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm never leaving this scene. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. Yeah. I was like, I do not want to like do anything else. I was like, this is my yeah. personality now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah. like peak end of COVID, like mm -hmm. when it was really starting, everyone was really starting to get back into the festivals. All festivals were starting to open up again. Shows were mm -hmm. starting to come back out. Um, I was like going to more and more and more. And I was like, you know what? Like I played instruments for God, 10 years from mm -hmm. fifth grade all the way up until, excuse me, junior, senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was like, I could do this. <laughs> I, was like, I, could, I could get behind a deck and figure it out. At a certain point you're like, why don't I try? Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I started looking up YouTube videos on just how to do, didn't have a deck or anything. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm just going to look up like, tutorials so it was like let me just see how intricate this actually is yeah. mm -hmm. and decided to just look up a bunch of youtube tutorials because i'm a freaking nerd yeah. and did that and then was like okay this seems simple i was like whatever <laughs> so um backstory long time ago a few years ago uh my truck got broken into and i was a photographer for 10 years and they had i had all of my photo gear in there because i was leaving yeah, yeah. No, that's what i'm saying like i have a camera tattoo for a reason yeah. Yeah. um and they broke into my truck, stole all of oh. my camera gear, except for the body of my camera and a drone yeah. that I had. Mm -hmm. And um, just thousands of dollars of gear out the window. Mm -hmm. It was like during COVID. So cops weren't like really looking into yeah. large, like smaller theft stuff yeah. like that. They were like, yeah. if it's not above $50,000, like there's literally nothing we can do. I'm like, cool. I was like, like, the beast, like carp launch to do whatever they want. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and he was like, do you have serial numbers? I was like, dude, some of these things are eight nine years old lenses i was like no i don't even have the boxes for them anymore yeah. and um either way but um finally just got tired of them just sitting in my closet doing nothing collecting dust and i was like i'm gonna just sell these and use that money to go buy a deck mm -hmm. and start a whole new passion and start a whole new mm -hmm. little side hobby because i was like i want to get back into the arts and stuff like that and mm -hmm. music and like visual arts so decided to just take my camera body and was like here Please take this. I need money so I can yeah. go be silly DJ. Yeah. And um, took same day, went to a pawn shop, sold my camera body, sold the drone, hit up some dude on Facebook Marketplace. He was selling an FLX 6, the white one, um, for like a great price. Met him the same day, left the pawn shop and met him at his house. And he sold me that DJ deck. I had that deck for probably got six months and then yeah. upgraded to an XZ. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want the small one anymore. I want something with a screen and did that. Um, That's a big jump. Mm -hmm. Very big jump. Yeah. Going from record box and seeing everything parallel and just running like that whole program and seeing your library in front of you yeah. to going to just two wavelengths or waveforms. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, what are all these buttons do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what are all these buttons yeah. do? Um, and then like once i got the xe and really started like going into that and started watching even more tutorials and more youtube videos on like what to do when to mix how to mix how to mix specific genres um really started falling into house and techno and it kind of just blew up from there and then twitch started and then the more and more i did twitch the more and more i fell in love with djing and then the more in love more in love i fell with djing the more in love i was like i want to go out and play in front of people mm -hmm. and then like started getting into um so this was backtracking and jumping all over the place um 
when I got my first deck, I was living in North Carolina and then moved to Texas due to work. Was out there for six months. And while I was there, I got the XZ. And that was when I was like really pushing Twitch. I was on Twitch for five, six hours a day, up to four to five days a week, wow. every single week for six it's months like job. Yeah. for six months straight. Oh, it was like Definitely. I had class in the morning from six to 12. And then from like 12 to 9 p.m. almost every single day I was on Twitch, mm-hmm. yeah. like streaming or watching someone else's stream mm-hmm. or just mixing in general, mm-hmm. um, perfecting my craft. Yeah. Um, and exactly. then, yeah. oh, I was yeah. hyper-focused. ADHD, just yeah. hyper-focused. That, that one time in the in your life where it's a superpower instead of a hindrance. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I lived like, I lived alone. I didn't know anybody in Texas and like, I didn't really feel like going out and getting involved in the music scene when I was like, I'm not going to be here for that long. So like, mm-hmm. I don't, I was like, and plus I'm not good enough to be like involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was literally just at home for hours and hours and hours, just DJing, um, mm-hmm. whether it be on camera or off camera mm-hmm. and was again, like you said, obsessed. And I was like, I just, I can't stop doing this. So got back to Charlotte immediately started, like hit the ground running with, mm-hmm. um, like talking to all my friends that are in the music scene. I was like, I'm ready to DJ, put me on something. I don't care what it is. I'll play a 5 a.m. closing set at a freaking warehouse with three people. Like, I do not care. I was like, I don't care. Do anything. I'll do anything. Um, And then my good friend Peyton, who runs Electric Theory, who I'm sure we'll talk about later, Mm -hmm. um, hosts an event at this place called Summit. And he was like, hey, we do family-style decks stuff, like, from four to six. Like, we just come come bring your USB. Mm -hmm. If there's nobody on the decks, like we'll put you on or if there's like someone's been on for 30, 40 minutes, like we'll hop them off and put you on and like mm-hmm. give you 30, 40 minutes, see how you play. If it sounds good, we'll talk about future lineups where you're actually on the flyer. I'm like, mm-hmm. sweet. Went out there, played some like groovy house, like jazz house set music. I've never listened to before. <laughs> That's a good way to start. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. I was like, I've never played this music. Every single one of these songs has zero plays um this is not the typical music that i listen to yeah. this is not the typical music that i play i was like yeah. but this is the vibe that's going to fit this area and this uh-huh. venue and like the people that come here mm-hmm. so i was like i just got to do it mm-hmm. forced myself to play nothing but groove house and they loved it the and they were, had it on the usb is clutch yeah, yeah. I was, well i mean i doubt i mean i downloaded like 60 tracks maybe two hours before going there yeah, yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> they don't have to know that you have them you're prepared exactly yeah um that was when i was using like 4k to youtube like soundcloud rips okay. <laughs> all that stuff yeah um in there <laughs> um before i even knew what beatport was yeah um and and then just it kept going from there and eventually got up on like a flyer lineup for summit and then like once my name got on the flyer then like other people around the city were hitting me up like hey we saw you on summit lineup like send us a mix we would love to see like if you fit our vibe and then like other clubs started hitting me up and then collectives started hitting me up and then it just kind of snowballed from there Mm -hmm. to where my name has been floating around charlotte for now almost a year and mm-hmm. like i can't go to a single club now without someone being like yo you're motivated yo you're motivated i'm like mm-hmm. no my name is wes but <laughs> pleasure meeting you i'm glad you know me as motivated. Yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah and then and now i'm just incredibly hooked and i do not want to yeah. ever stop <laughs> yeah so how many uh gigs have you played in the last 12 months and like actually so i counted it out for 2023 um i moved back to charlotte in may and that's when i really started getting booked yeah. for everything yeah. um and i think the total was like 112 something wow. like that in 2023 
um but like i have to admit like at least 80 of them were free like they were not paid Mm -hmm. um so which i still think for the first year of djing doing uh, at least that anybody wants to even have you there is yeah exactly crazy and the fact that i did even uh, even did 10 gigs in 2023 was crazy um but yeah counting it out i think it was around like just over 100 Mm -hmm. um and that's from free shows to paid gigs to hosting my own parties multiple times a week Mm-hmm. there were times where there was a three-month streak where i was booked friday saturday sunday of every weekend for three months straight and it was That's like crazy. this is absolutely bonkers yeah. yeah i was like i don't know what's going on i don't know who's <laughs> talking about what or who's pulling strings where but yeah. i was like whoever's doing it y'all just keep at it <laughs> something yeah. going on yeah and then here. and then uh just name kept floating around and more and more people keep reaching out and yeah. it just never stops at this well, I mean, point you got something going there we go yeah. something yeah. something yeah. all those yeah. all those lonely days in texas and yes they all grinding out. it out yeah. yeah yeah absolutely well it is one of those things like the more you do it the better you get at it you know mm-hmm. when you when you stop doing it it goes backwards yeah you know, it's like absolutely you yeah. got to stay on top of it to yeah. like keep it in your Especially the new gear, the new yeah. music that you're playing. Yeah. So I guess going from, there's so much to unpack there, but oh, yeah. just the music <laughs> itself. So even just touching on that, you said you kind of started with the bass house. Yep. Moving into bass in general. Bass yeah. In general, yeah, I was a dubstep, into, yeah. great dubstep yeah. for, for the first like three years of my yeah. EDM Been there. career. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. What was it about that genre that really kind of like hooked you in and enticed you? I mean, honestly, the drugs. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I'm gonna be like completely honest, like the drugs. Um, as awful as awful as that is to say, and like that's not what got me into the like into the scene but like i was like wow these like the bass shows this is like really freaking cool um yeah and i don't know like um it was a 2014 you said 2016 was like when i first started yeah Yeah. were the drugs peaking then were they like really no it's just different different it's it's a different uh i was 17 18 19 years old in high school and was like oh this is freaking cool and now i'm like this is really stupid (laughs) so yeah Things change, yeah. you know. Oh, things yeah. definitely change. For yeah. sure. So changing genres too, especially going and playing other shows that you didn't necessarily like. What were some of those things that you kind of like picked out that you're like, mm, doesn't resonate with me? Um, I've gotten to the point where like I don't know it, the the shift in bass to house to like techno mm-hmm. was very long, like very very long. Like I didn't get into techno until probably like summer of last year Mm -hmm. um and then all before that was just mainstream tech house mainstream Mm -hmm. bass house like your normal Mm -hmm. run-of-the-mill festival music um and then from bass to that it was like it wasn't more so of the sense of like i don't like bass anymore it was just (laughs) i what i tell people is like why did you switch it's like i just like to dance i really Mm -hmm. love to dance yeah yeah and like if i can just vibe out to music yeah like bass just got too aggressive for me Mm-hmm. and like i can do it in spurts now mm-hmm. um and i definitely have a hard appreciation for bass music mm-hmm. um but when i can just go into a festival there's 1500 2000 people at one stage all dancing in the exact same beat and like mm-hmm. we're all in the same wavelength it's just something it's mm-hmm. just like there's nothing like it and i don't i don't like anything outside of that yeah. And then, so tech or uh, tech house was like where I really found that because I was like everybody's dancing, everybody's moving, everybody's grooving. This is cool. And then started going into more genres of house like minimal tech, progressive, the dark stuff. And then I was like, mm-hmm. okay, there's like a dark and twisted side to things, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah a happy medium for me because that's also what drove me to the bass scene. That's like big time, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a very like dark. Mm-hmm 
body jewelry tattoos all black like that's just my aesthetic and it's like even though when you meet me i'm like the biggest teddy bear you'll ever meet in your life um it's the that duality mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and um so that's where i fell into techno because i was like one this satisfies my adhd brain because it goes 150 <laughs> and it's great but it's also like the aesthetic the the vibe like everyone is there I like you've been to Germany and everything. Yes. There's no phones. Like yeah. everyone's there for the music, for the beats, for the DJ, for the mm. experience. Mm-hmm. And you're I, in the moment. There's nothing else to distract. Exactly. You and I they're felt there like to pick up chicks or whatever. No, it's just like no just we're music nerds. Exactly. Right? There's if no there ulterior motives. Ulterior yeah. motives. They'll suss you out and yeah. kick you out sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of what drove me away from house. Is like, yeah. One, it was just. So mainstream, like mm-hmm. I like house. Don't get me wrong, but the very, very niche genres of house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the, at the end of the day, that that mainstream, let's call it house music or tech house in general. Yeah, that, like once you listen to enough of it, and especially if you're you're at home DJing five hours a day, you pick up on that pattern. And then it be just, it just becomes so repetitive, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody talks about, oh, but techno is super repetitive. It's like, you're not listening. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're like a, if you're like, you know, no offense, a 17 year old just mm-hmm. getting into music, yeah, you're not going to know the nuances of what you're listening to in techno. Yeah. But like, if you've been listening to all this music for so long yeah, and you've like, the, you realize that the patterns in most tech house and house music is just very rinse repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets boring. It's very, mm-hmm. very, boring. very loopy. Little, yeah, exactly. And, the, and that's yeah. the same thing with I'll like drop, in the, the dubstep that you were listening to in 2016 and 2017, that era. It's so rinse repeat. Like build up, drop, break down, oh build up, drop, yeah. break down. Oh, Kill me now. <laughs> you know, if you listen to dubstep yeah. in, the, in the in like the the, the, heyday. the heyday between like yeah. 2010 to 2013 yeah especially the really good stuff oh my god there's engaging. so much sound design and like yeah. layering and just like it's an orchestra of yeah. like aggression absolutely yeah. orchestra yeah you know so, so many like, things happening at once but you can pick out the different individual yeah. things and, and that's the thing with techno or, or or even progressive or any of the more like you know repetitive genres they're actually so mm-hmm. not repetitive mm-hmm. you know it's like it's it's, you have to listen closer. Well, you have the, to tune your ear as well. The patterns are longer, you know. Yeah. Like with with house music, patterns like sixteen bars, thirty two bars, whatever, mm-hmm. is the, not really. It doesn't really go that far, you know. With a techno track, you have an eight minute techno track, yeah. and every sixty four bars, you're yeah, exactly, adding a new element. That's right, exactly. And so. it sure it may be repetitive, but like it builds up. I a, a lot of producers would say the, the progression of the track yeah. is just it keeps making you ask questions you're like exactly okay it. what else is going to be added to this yeah, yeah. that could make it even quote unquote better mm-hmm. um it's gonna surprise you what vocals exactly pop out. exactly and yeah. like especially with techno like it's very repetitive beats yes but like when there's vocal elements or let's just go into the genre of acid techno like you have so many things going on <laughs> that come and go aggressive. yeah that come and go but it like it keeps yeah. you on your toes yeah to the point where you're like okay, obviously this drop is not going to be at all the same as the last one. And mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, that just that drives me through it. into the, the present moment of that thing because you can't anticipate what's going to come next. You yeah. can't plan your next dance move, plan your next Instagram reel. Yep. You literally have to be so present because mm-hmm. it will take you off guard. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the point. Yeah, I mean, this is what we, we were talking about, Paradise Blue off camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm not a rhythm tarot 
dubstep person today and i went to that festival and i had the best time ever but the problem was that i was still complaining about the music because i'd never heard any of those songs Mm -hmm. and i could literally tell you what was going to happen as it was going to happen every time Mm -hmm. so i was like it's going to do this and then the drop's going to literally be this and then it's going to go into that and it's going to literally be do that and you could literally do that the whole time it's like everybody who's a producer there Mm -hmm. i do put quotes on that you can Mm -hmm. fucking at me if you want um (laughs) Because literally, you just took took a track template mm-hmm. and copied and paste, copied and paste, keyboard bars three times. Yeah, times. yeah, yeah, and and add this okay, yeah. here, this boop there, or that thing there, and that was they yeah. call it a fucking song. If I can it. predict what's coming ha- next in a yeah. track, it's poorly produced. Exactly, at least, yeah. at least that's in my opinion. I know a lot of people are going to be like, "You're fucking wrong," and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, you're if, if, yeah, if, if your if your song is predictable, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it sounds like other stuff I've listened to, exactly. and that's not what I want that's from a track. That's not original. I want no, to be surprised. Exactly. I want to be taken off guard. I want to be yeah. taken on a journey, and I feel like that's what techno really gives you. Techno progressive. Yeah. It you get on the train, and the conductor is the DJ, yeah. and yep. it'll take you fully where agree. it needs to go. Yeah, fully yeah. agree. Yeah, and like you know, for for when a song is good and that big fucking sound, and it's like it, it unpredictable but awesome, that mm-hmm. dopamine rush oh. is. Pure addiction. Yep, and that's why yeah. there are so many tracks that like I can just rattle off the top of my head that I wish I could go back and hear for the first time. Mm. Totally, like just because so of many artists, so many track like mm. sets as well. Mm-hmm. Circa or not, not, not circa. Uh, what's the what's the um, uh, Burning Man, Daft Punk, two thousand eleven. Yeah, that is like one of the yeah. that that set is engraved in my brain for like <laughs> the rest of my life. Yeah, and. It will never leave because one, that was like the first time America's really truly had one, a European DJ come to the States and play music that nobody's ever heard. Mm. And two, everyone fucking loved it. Yeah. Everyone loved it. And they're like, this is crazy. Like, where has this been all my entire life? And I'm yeah. like, over the pond, dude. You just gotta <laughs> like expand your search from yeah. whatever is popular now but i, I don't think know what the thing going is on though that a lot of people especially if you love music you have to go on that journey that you went through like mm-hmm. you go with that thing that's like so easily digestible to the next thing that's maybe a different level to the next thing like you can't just like because for me like when i first listened to electronic music back when i was your age mm-hmm. uh, little munchkins yeah <laughs> you know that was like you know yeah. you're talking about the early 2000s so it was like mm-hmm. trance 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 yeah, trance, yeah. Trance, just all trance but you know yeah. if, and i listen or, or even like harder like old school techno but mm-hmm. like you know when, when i listen to r&b and hip-hop Mm-hmm. and pop music and rock and alternative my yeah. entire childhood yep. and i listen to that music that's complete nonsense to me mm-hmm. like i just don't get it you mm-hmm. know like it's it's just too many sounds it's too much all at once all and you're things. talking about you're talking about rock alternative and stuff like that no no, no. i'm talking about going from that to trance oh, to tra- oh absolutely yeah, like, absolutely that we're listening to trance now. yeah it's like <laughs> no no we're not <laughs> i just don't have the ear for it you yeah know? and nobody really does kind of like the first time you hear i mean maybe i'm, I'm not going to say nobody but a lot of people, if they come from the main types of music that are more vocal, set song structures, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, pop music, you guess yeah. you could call yeah. it, yeah. you know, to go from that to like dive in is like, ugh. but, but like lot. for me, you know, I went from pop dance, uh, which is like maybe Madonna and like stuff like that, like sure. George Michael. Okay. Yeah. It's stuff like that. Yeah. That's kind of got a dancey flavor to it, but like still mm-hmm. like pop music so much to like, 
Yeah, to like the late 2000s, I was listening to like Ministry of Sound, like, you know, mm. uh, Benny Benassi and Eric yep. and all those guys from that era. The that That's more vocally, mm-hmm. it's, it's moving more towards dance and electro, but yeah. it's housey. But in terms it, of but gateway the, drugs, it's definitely a sure. middle stepping stone. But then for me, that. like 2010, yeah. you know, when I first heard dubstep for the first time, I was like, what the fuck is this? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> People you mean it's rock music, but like better? Like, <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's like you know, like yeah. I can headbang and dance to this. This is amazing. This is great. Best yeah. of both. And then you know, I mean, that was like when like I went robots from... made rock music. Yeah. yeah. So like my, my, yeah. my my I went from like this in like 2009 to like yeah. 2010, 11. <laughs> like right, like, you know, like in right in the deep end. <laughs> but then I went from I went from dubstep. To drum and bass, yeah. To progressive, to yeah. deep house, yeah. To tropical house, even. Love you. Love you. Okay, well, I went from hard to like, you know, straight back down, down again, <laughs> but like still kept like all that other stuff. But, yeah. You know, so I'll listen to like I'll listen to dubstep today. I'll listen yeah. to deep house. I'll listen to maybe not too much tropical, but you know, yeah, you know whatever. The tropical yeah. house that's more like deep house than yeah. it is tropical. Yeah. That's you know kind yeah, of what yeah. I'll listen to, and then nice happy meeting. You know, it's like. You, you still have the palette for all that stuff, but you get eased into I mean, that journey. And that's in... exactly what it sounded like yeah. when you were describing it. Oh, like, yeah. This is, you're, you're, I, it's like you're talking about exactly how I went through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Within yeah. each genre, too, it also evolves. So when you're mm-hmm. listening to something, you know, when you're 17 versus now, the same exact genre yeah. has so many more layers totally, into it yeah. or has so many more beats and bloops and everything like that. Yeah, you know, and at the same time, yeah. I can listen to trance from, you know, a long time ago and enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, whereas yeah. I could not like when I was younger. Yeah, so. you didn't know what you were listening to. I just exactly, I didn't know what I was listening to. So <laughs> Sometimes like, you don't see a masterpiece you know, right in front of you. you yeah, get back. There's and, just like yeah. I had to, I had to get comfortable with so many different layers mm-hmm. that when you listen to a genre long enough, it's like, oh yeah, I expect that. Now I can enjoy the other stuff, mm-hmm. the nuances, and like yeah. also trance is just fast. Yeah, trance mm-hmm. is super fast, mm-hmm. and if you're not used to fast beats like that, totally. it's just gonna throw you off. Yeah, because mm-hmm. especially if you're coming from like i liked i know dubstep is like at 140 like 150 but it's sometimes. broken so it's, but like it's broken yeah, yeah so it sounds very slow mm-hmm. but then and then you go into melodic house minimal tech mm-hmm. progressive tropical mm-hmm. where you're sitting around 118 to 125 mm-hmm. and you're like okay this is still kind of slow you go to trance where it's like 160 to 180 yeah. and you're like what is yeah. going on <laughs> my brain can't move that fast speed yeah so i guess um moving into kind of the producing aspect of yeah. it too which you really enjoy what are some of the genres first of all genres that you're producing and okay. what what kind of elements do you want to bring to that genre Okay, so I first started out with Tech House, just run-of-the-mill Tech House, because I I had never opened Ableton a, a day in my life until about, like, maybe July of last year. Mm-hmm. And I had opened GarageBand, like, years ago, and then FL Studio years ago, like, mm-hmm. when it was still Fruity Loops, like, still called Fruity Loops. And um, did that for a while, and I was like, okay, this is cool, making, like, little simple beats, and then I was like, all right, I really got to get into this if I'm going to do anything with this music stuff, um, so opened up Ableton, started making just tech house, like, went, pulled it up on one screen, had a YouTube tutorial on another one of, like, how to yeah. make, how to make a James Hype track, or, like, how to make yeah. a Dom Dollar track, like, sure. that kind of crap, and I'm like, yeah. all right, like, this is simple enough, and then once I got the basics of, like, the software down, um, moved into making, like, 
really weird stuff like i have a rhythm track that i made that's not done but it is rhythm and it's mm-hmm. it's rhythm <laughs> it's it's freaking rhythm yeah. um it's awful but yeah. it's rhythm <laughs> um and then i was like okay well obviously me producing music that i'm not gonna want to play is just not gonna work because like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna make myself miserable i'm not gonna go and play music that it's not me mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna de- like i don't want to keep djing shows that i just am up there and i'm bored mm-hmm. you don't want to be known for those genres that too keep asking for that Again exactly. and again, I've definitely heard of big, huge CJs who've released their tracks. Yes, they don't want to play that. And I'll get back. I'll I'll touch on that too because I've struggled with branding when it comes to Charlotte scene. But um, but for now, <clears throat> I'm making nothing but like I don't even know how to describe it really. Um, like one thirty, like one twenty five to one thirty five, like really dark sci fi, like minimal techno, mm-hmm. like Ooh. just really weird like really yeah. weird techno um that's exciting yeah imagine walking into like a like a biohazard chemical lab and hearing all of like the ambient noises mm-hmm. and then with like just really dark berlin techno beats on it okay yeah um okay. so like i just finished up a track maybe when was the backroom show two weeks ago three weeks mm-hmm. ago three weeks ago i finished it like maybe two days before my show and it's my longest track. It's eight and a half minutes long. Um, mm-hmm. And it's nothing but just minimal driving techno of just like weird sci-fi noises and like synth patterns, acid patterns. Um, I just wanted to, one, I really wanted to test myself on Serum mm-hmm. and like all my plugins that I have. And then I also wanted to test myself on creating my own sounds and not using mm-hmm. like splices and sample packs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I don't want to just rely off other people's sounds because mm-hmm. then it's never going to be my own. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was like, I'm just going to start making weird shit. <laughs> and I was like, let's just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. and um, six, exactly. Yeah. And I just started making weird noises in Ableton and threw them into my tracks. So I was like, yo, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. And played it out live for the first time two weeks ago. It sounded fantastic. Um, it'll come out soon. Um, once I like actually feel like it's done, even though it's been done for probably two months now, but it's it, it's, it's not done. Wait, but I can do one more. It's thing like on. wait, I dragged that kick out, which is like a half a second too long. And I'm like, every all my friends are like, dude, you gotta stop overanalyzing oh. this thing. Like it's done, it's and done, dude. I'm like, no, it's not. I swear to God, it's not. It's, it's like it's your first yeah. track. It's not your magnum opus. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I was like, put it up, move yeah. on. But that's the thing, though. Like yeah. I'm such a perfectionist when it comes oh, to sure. things that I'm really mm-hmm. passionate about. To the mm-hmm. point where, like, if I don't think it's perfect, mm-hmm. then obviously it's just not I mean, perfect. Yeah. Totally yeah, I'm like, I just can't do it. Yeah. So, um, but no, it will come out soon. Um, it's called Fading to Black. It is, I am very, very proud of it. I will mm-hmm. say that, awesome. but it's just scary. <laughs> very scary. Um, and then to answer the questions of the elements that I want to put into my own music, um, I do love the people that are doing the old school 80s and 90s, like 70s, 80s, and 90s rock remixes of mm. like like dom dolla just did black betty um mm-hmm. there's like rolling stones edits there's prince and pink floyd edits like i'm like i grew up listening to that my dad was a huge 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 rock fan um i owe 90 percent of my music knowledge to that man yeah. um grew me up on like some of the best in my opinion some of the best freaking music you can listen to like yeah. mm-hmm. acdc kiss Aerosmith, Chicago, like Boston, yeah. uh, the police. I mean, unarguably. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, and really no icons. Yeah. Just exactly. Yeah. And I want to put those elements 
into techno mm-hmm. yeah. if I can. Because one, I don't hear people putting any yeah. type of one modern day. Well, I mean, there's our modern day remixes of techno stuff, but like they're crap. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to admit it, they're crap. Um, and I don't hear anything from the 70s, 80s, or 90s going into techno beats. Yeah. And I'm like, if I can bring the dark like twisted sex drugs rock and roll of the 80s and 90s back into the dark twisted sex drugs techno Mm -hmm. of today like i think they'd be a perfect blend Mm -hmm. now have i found how to do that yet no (laughs) will i find will i find how to do it absolutely if you crack that code that's gonna be very very interesting because it's like you're 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 almost like you're mixing I mean, in a sense, you're mixing vocal music with classical music, Yep. Mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, how do you marry that together and, mm-hmm. and make it sound like it works together? So, yeah. I mean, it'll be, it'll be, think that's a very possible. Oh, for sure. Very, I'm not saying, soon, yeah, yeah. I'm not know? saying for sure. I, I'm saying yeah. it should be very interesting when it's pulled yeah. off. Yeah. 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 For sure. Because imagine like a melodic track, like dark side of the moon by Pink Floyd, yeah. but with just a, just one, essentially already progressive. But yeah. Maybe just a one, just a one fifty yeah. techno beat behind yeah. it. Just yeah. like that euphoric feel of pink floyd but like mm-hmm. still technically a euphoric feel of those really hard-hitting bass lines that you hear in german techno mm-hmm. um i just personally i just think that they could blend really really well yeah. and i may or may not be doing a dark side of the moon remix right now but um but that is nowhere near done yeah <laughs> nowhere near baby done. steps baby progress you talk a lot about berlin yes what is your experience none what ha- none i've never been to germany um i do I, well i am like from german descent <laughs> my grandmother is 100 percent german came here during world war ii um mm-hmm. and like that would be like my only connection to germany yeah. <laughs> um but like i just love the true berlin deep driving like just hard-hitting techno the i don't know what it is but the energy behind those shows are just absolutely unmatched mm-hmm. the every like i said earlier everyone there is they're for the music yeah. for the experience mm-hmm. and they just want to just rage for mm-hmm. four to five hours at night and then continue Longer. it on if they can <laughs> find a place to do it at yeah um and i don't know it's just like the how fast paced it is it just like i said just scratches that itch yeah. in my brain yeah adhd yeah <laughs> it's so quick to... it, no it's the only thing i i tell my friends like they're like why do you like hard techno dude like it's way too fast like it's just, just like it's not you can't even dance i'm like oh i can freaking dance yeah. to that <laughs> i was like that's the one thing i can dance yeah. to we're moving and it's fast <laughs> oh yeah i was like if i'm just yeah again it's like because 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 you consume so much of that music the parts that people get hung up on you kind of like you're almost not even listening to that you're listening to everything in between yep so it's like you know your brain once it knows those other patterns so well it, it's not concentrating on those patterns it's mm-hmm. concentrating on what's the music inside it yep mm-hmm. and it's it's a different way to enjoy it like it's 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 really cliche to say it but you got to get used to it yeah mm-hmm. it's an acquired taste yeah, yeah and sometimes you have to listen to those other gateway genres in order to get to that point mm-hmm. definitely yeah. i've definitely been at shows where different people are at different levels in their mm-hmm. listening journeys mm-hmm. too and you can totally tell like which people are kind of on the top end and they're listening mm-hmm. just to the bass and the kick line yeah. and then some people are listening to those nuances yeah. and they're yeah. all kind of dancing together yeah. and then i think it's the dj's job to kind of identify okay what are these people all like and then you know yep. putting out tracks and mm-hmm. taking them everybody you know bring them in yeah. here bring them in there and then take them on that journey. Yeah. So I guess with the, all the techno mm-hmm. and doing all these kind of shows that kind of span through a couple different genres, you mentioned 
branding yourself has been really tough in Charlotte. So I primarily started out in Charlotte as just a run-of-the-mill tech house DJ. Mm -hmm. um, and this was about two, 2022. This was mid. 20... I started DJing in October of 2022. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, got my first gig. Um, well, I played the family style thing in... December of 2022. Kind of like the audition. Yeah. Like said you can go up yep. 40 minutes. I yep. played that set and then literally the next day after I had a flight at 8 a.m. out of Charlotte to go to Texas. Uh, and immediately yeah. left and was gone for six months. And then came back and had to completely start over basically. Yeah. Um, And then everyone was playing Tech House. Everyone was getting booked for Tech House. Everybody wanted Tech House DJs. Mm -hmm. Um. There really wasn't a techno scene, at least none that I knew of at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, there still is a very tiny techno scene in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. um, and before this time, sorry to interrupt. No, you're but, fine. But um, were you going to a lot of shows in, in yeah, Charlotte? Yeah. yeah. So like being what, what was the landscape kind of as you were getting into? So the landscape going into, so we have like, we have a lot of actors companies um, in Charlotte. One being... We have House Vibrations. They host normal shows, too. Um, they host very big shows. Uh, we're talking, like, Clooney. We just had Leighton Giordani last weekend. Um, we've had uh, Drezo, Habstract, Knock 2, ISO. Wow. Um, any big-name touring artist that you can think of, they comes through to a venue that we have called Black Box. Um, mm -hmm. One of the biggest venues kind of like that... The to Blueprint, I guess. Maybe, maybe yeah. I it's know. literally just a black box. It's yeah. a massive... It's an old... Um, It's a decommissioned movie theater that got turned into a music oh, venue. Nice. Um, it's actually... Do, really, they, do really they have liquor cool. licenses usually? Yeah. They have, this right. is, That's this is, why there's so many. Yeah, so get, this yeah, one, yeah. this one's like a full like club kind of yeah. thing. Um, just oh, the, They run till two. Um, oh, so that's not an after. No, not an after. So the afters ones, now they do House Vibrations, the owner of House Vibrations, his name's Johnny. Um, great guy, fantastic guy. Um, he runs an afters thing, it's called Techno Vibrations, mm -hmm. and they strictly now only do techno afters mm -hmm. because he is very big into techno, like one of the only other people that's really into hard techno in the scene. Mm -hmm. um, and he's got like that little niche like on lock, mm -hmm. and that's his, yeah. which is totally fine. Yeah. Um that's a cool thing about speak so specific with a genre is you can easily own it yep. in that city. Yep. And that's why that's why Gorg here is so famous is because yeah. it literally we're just playing this yeah. for like Nothing 20 else. years. And then so everybody it's famous around the world for it. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Um and then we had we had a company called Overcast. They were running parties for a long time. Um Electric Theory, the company that uh I help out with a lot, um, and one of my really, really good friends, Peyton, and uh his girlfriend Bay, they run that. Um, they host all sorts of shows. Like they're very for the community, by the community. This is like we want to put together a event where people of like minded ideas can come together and just have a good time. And that's why they are doing so freaking good in Charlotte, um, with their stuff. And then um they have Electric Theory, which is their main events, and then they have After Theory, which is all of their after-party stuff. Um, and then we have Charlotte Underground. We run normal shows, and we run um, afters as well. We're branching into afters. We, I will admit we've had a slightly rough start with our afters. We're trying to get our foot in the door with like warehouses and places that we can throw these things legally without cops getting involved and like just 
safety reasons because like some of the places that we've done have just not been the safest because like we i mean we threw a rave in an abandoned school mm-hmm. like broken down ceilings caving in like abandoned mm-hmm. school was it dope as shit absolutely yeah. was it the safest thing we could have done absolutely not yeah. like no mm-hmm. like we didn't have working bathrooms in there and wow, like yeah. yeah like it was just very very underground yeah. um and we're trying to like be more professional mm-hmm. um so but like we brought on we brought on artists like we have Sweet Tooth coming, we have Perry Wayne coming. Um, we've done stuff with, um, if you're familiar with Warzone, um, Rhythm Artist. That's he's 17, blowing up in North Carolina. Oh, absolutely wow. killer DJ. Um, we've done stuff with uh, who else have we done stuff with? That's on the bigger side of things. Um, we had a, one of our uh, DJs just opened up uh, for Hesh in Virginia um we've got people playing shows at we've got like six djs that played breakaway last year um for their silent disco like we've got people all over the place with their foots in every door um and charlotte underground is basically just it's a massive music collective uh based in charlotte where we have uh three three runners um that run the whole thing uh that is oxide tanzanite and uh Ditorious um and they run this basically as we are a company that provides shows and we can do event production event coordination event management we have djs we have equipment we have everything that you would basically need to run a show without your headlining dj Mm -hmm. but we also have like investors and private equity that where we can invest into a headliner for you or we can work with you if you have a headliner in mind and then we can provide a local lineup crazy Um, that's a crazy service yeah Yeah. we we and then we just recently got in touch with um a company called nobis group which is a production company um that like basically runs some massive events around charlotte um just production wise And uh, we're trying to team up with them to have them as like our main production team so we can have production on lock, DJs on lock, event like management on lock. And then all we have to do is just find venues and book the artist. And like that's Mm -hmm. pretty much all we have left. So who's wow. So who's the main client for that then? Um, the target client, I guess you could say. Venues in Charlotte. The venues themselves. Yeah, yeah, venues in Charlotte. So, like, we basically say, hey, we have a local lineup we can provide. Hey, we have funding that we can provide to book this DJ such and such. If you would, like, want this show to be at your venue, let's talk dates. We yeah. can provide production, lighting, sound, DJs, everything, the whole nine. All we need is your venue. Yeah. Obviously, you will get liquor sales and get ticket sales on top of that. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, it's very well like good branding for yeah. you and your club. Um, so we've been doing that recently with about three, four different venues around Charlotte. We're trying to expand. And then um, once we get a little bit more money in the bank, we're trying to get our own warehouse so we can do our own afters and then we'll grow from there for uh for event production. And then the end goal is to have our own festival, like obviously further down the road but do you guys do the promotion as well or is that co-opted yeah. with the venue or we do promotion we do everything we build wow. flyers for you we'll do like we have there the collective made up about 35 to 36 people um ranging from producers djs uh like graphic designers um event staff sound management um we have vjs we have uh sound professionals we have people that run led walls we have people that are in our collective that also work for other outside like third party production companies that come and do stuff for us on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 
like street teams. We have people that run around Charlotte with uh, flyers and stuff, posting up flyers, talking to other people at local other shows, being like, hey, we have this coming up. Like, this is our flyer. Here you go. If you would like to come. I love Americans because they're so entrepreneurial. Like, (laughs) nobody in Canada would be like, let's do this. But as a business, yeah, yeah you know what I mean, no. like, like without like a venue or like whatever. Oh, we you know? need like a contract sign that we're like, yeah. mm, I guess I'll get out of the bed. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I'll get out of the house. Like, to, to, to think about what you're doing, like I'm just thinking about that in the in the, in the concept of like how things are done here. Mm-hmm. It's there's nobody doing that. Like yeah. it's like we literally can hand you all of everything needed mm-hmm. to throw a party. You just gotta have a venue. Yeah. Because for us, the venues just they do everything so they like do. the venue has the venue the has promoting the the booking the it's all like in-house mm-hmm. right so to have that as a thing where you could like we could do this at any venue you could even do like you know the government could be like we want to throw a party or we could do some, the some, way, you know? yeah like or some yeah <laughs> some anything. corporation could be like we want to yeah. throw a big party once a year or whatever you yeah. can literally just call you get it all done yeah you know and 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 uh that's very and, cool you know and even like i'd imagine if you do that a couple of times successfully at any club they're going to be like, we're doing this every weekend. Yeah. So we, we actually do like, there are multiple people in our collective that have reoccurring shows, me being Mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, we have, I mean, shit, we have one coming up here soon in the next couple of weeks. Uh, called crystal caverns. It's hosted by one of our presidents of, um, Charlotte underground. She, it's a strict, like hard dance, hard style. Mm -hmm. And like the really, really rough underground music, Mm -hmm. um, show. And like that's for that genre, and then I have my backroom show, which is strictly hard techno, hard groove, and like Berlin style club mm-hmm. uh, vibes. And then we have people that run revival, which is a like a bass show. We have people that are running, um, what's oh God? What's the other one that we're running at the moment? Um, revival. Oh, we have a drum and bass Thursdays that we're doing mm-hmm. um, at a different venue. We have. Like we, everyone's starting to build their own shows. And then like another guy in our collective, he's hosting the Sweet Tooth show. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Sweet Tooth, he played Lost Lands uh, this mm-hmm. past year. Uh, pretty good uh, dubstep rhythm DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Perry Wayne as well. So uh, how many people attend? Like how, how big is the audience? Because it sounds like there's so many different small collectives and you've got still the big overarching company that puts it on. Do you yeah. have enough people to come to these things? No, ever- no. The <laughs> EDM scene in Charlotte is very small. Um, we yeah. like everyone knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't go to a club without seeing at least five people that you saw at the last club you were at 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so people kind of like club. Oh, they all the time. Cause yeah, there's like, there's 15, 16 different venues in Charlotte that host anything that has to do with EDM house, bass, techno, wubs, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the rabbit hole, rebel trio, Eden. Uh, we've got crown station. We have. Uh, all the warehouses that run shows. Um, what else do we have? We have Black Box that runs shows. Like, there's so much to do on weekends to the point where we have, like, some other random person who I don't know who they are um, runs an entire Instagram page just called Charlotte EDM, mm-hmm. which is dedicated to showing you all of the EDM events that go on every weekend. And it's like they build a whole schedule every single weekend. They'll give you the name of the event, where it's at, the price of the tickets, the time it starts. Mm-hmm. And it's way better than what we've got going on. Here. There's just so <laughs> many, but I mean, like, it sounds like there's not enough people to kind of go. That's where we're running into issues is like there's so much going on right now. You'll have yeah. three house events with three. 
yeah. big name you're, local you're DJs. The, mm-hmm. the exactly. With three big name local DJs all headlining at the same night at the same time. And you're like, well, where the hell do I go? Yeah. And it's it, it boils down to do I like this person more and the people that they bring or do I like this person more and the people that they bring Mm -hmm. and then like are my homies going to be there or are my homies going to be there and like it's not even about the music anymore because like they have so many options Mm -hmm. that they can literally go to four or five different places they're going to get the exact same music that they want to listen to but they're all about like Hmm, do I want to go to this club because it's going to be like this vibe, or do I want to go to this club because yeah, it's going to be this vibe? If you don't vibe? have enough people to support that much segmenting, then yeah, it just mm-hmm. becomes a little like, yeah, you know, one week this group will win and the next week that group will win, or, ne- or the next week none of them will yep. win. They'll all get just like kind of meh. No, that's and that's how it goes. Like, so the yeah. local shows literally have to compete with like we'll just use Black Box for example because. Yeah. We'll just use and like there's nothing wrong with this. Obviously, this is gonna happen. Like yeah. clash is gonna happen and yeah. like overlap and whatever. But to the point where like we have a black box show as a very large bass artist, we'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Then you already know that all of the actors are gonna be bass because mm-hmm. black box is controlling the crowd that night. Yeah. Because everybody's gonna be at the largest venue looking yeah. at the largest artist. Uh-huh. So then all the actors are gonna be bass. Right. And then the same next weekend they'll black box will throw techno and then they all the actors are gonna be techno. And you're picking between three to five different freaking after parties all of the same genre mm-hmm. of the same genre you just listened to for the past four hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. so maybe a little bit silly, but yeah. It, no, it yeah. definitely is. And yeah. it's just to the point where like we're trying to figure out how to carve out smaller niche genres to provide more diversity yeah Yeah, more more variety in the scene because like Hmm. obviously if there's three house shows going on and someone doesn't like house like we need at least one or two yeah yeah, we need at least like one bass show and one techno show yeah exactly their ticket sale exactly you know like we have red room that just does bass music we have van tech that just does techno it's great to have that because Mm -hmm. you know like the people who want that aren't they know that it doesn't matter who they don't need to look at the poster no I know I'm going to look for that when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I mean, I I always had this complaint here when we have like, you know, my, my big issue sometimes is like when there's nothing going on on one night and then everything's happening on the other night. It's Mm -hmm. just like, come on, we're all friends here. Can't we like coordinate a little bit? You know, it's like, (laughs) put out our poster, like talk amongst ourselves. I mean, I always, I always not joke, but I complain, I guess you could say that we should, everybody should be part of a group chat that has a spreadsheet. That's like, (laughs) you know, you enter in your dates of what you're doing. And and it doesn't mean that you block that out. Mm -hmm. It's just that if I'm a promoter and I see that there's three house shows on saturday the fifth yeah i'm not gonna add a fourth. i can make the decision do i still want to do my house show on the fifth mm-hmm. or should i put it on the fourth where there's literally nothing happening exactly yeah. you know it's not yeah. like you if you're doing it that's you have to not do it on that no. it's, it's just like you know if we can all see what everybody's calendar is in yeah. one place then we can make a more informed decision not if we do or don't feel like it's necessary to compete on that you know mm-hmm. and I've, I've i've talked to you know, we've talked to people that we know in the industry and they said, well, we're kind of doing that. We have a group chat and all this, but then it, then it just happens every weekend. You know, it's like, again, like, you know, we'll talk about this later in the weekend update. It's like, last weekend was insane. Mm -hmm. We have before that was crickets. And it's just like, (laughs) literally absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Come on, guys. Like, yeah. It was the same for us last weekend. We had, I think seven shows all on Saturday night and Four of them were house shows. One yeah. of them was techno, and the other two were bass. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's some good diversity, but that's seven freaking shows going oh, on yeah. in Charlotte, on like one on one night. Yeah. And but like the Friday night beforehand had two. 
yeah. then the Sunday night after that had one. I'm like, yeah. what are y'all freaking doing? Yeah. And then the weekend before that, that was like two on Friday, yeah. one on Saturday, yeah. two on yeah. Sunday. I'm yeah. like, y'all, like, yeah. who's who in charge of your scheduling? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? Charge here. I'm going to talk to the managers. Talk to them. Be a freaking Karen yeah, about I mean, the scheduling of EDM shows. Whole industry to work together as a whole, and it's it's a little bit counterintuitive sometimes because they are competing with each other. Yeah. But yeah. you're not competing with each other if you're trying to work with each other. So it's just this like. I mean, there's always going to be competition. The thing is, it's not a, it's you not know. necessarily a zero sum game because, mm-hmm. like you said, if there's four house shows going i am a house guy yeah hypothetically yeah i'm not i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, uh if i'm a house guy and i'm like well i really like all of these artists mm-hmm. and all these different venues and yeah. i can only do one maybe two i can't do the other ones and then tomorrow i've got nothing that yeah. i can go to i wish i could have taken these other two and put them there yeah i mean it's i know it's never going to be perfect but it's mm-hmm. like you know if I'm a promoter and I see that there's already three house shows on this date, maybe I'll just not do it on that date. Yeah. Or you know what? If I, if there's like three house shows that are all locals, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and I have Dom Dollar coming through and he can only do it on that date. Well, that's what we're doing. You know, yeah, and you know what? Yeah. It's just, it, it, it is what it is, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe the other shows will suffer, but I'm, it's just the way it goes. You know, yeah. it's just like, but at least you have the option. Yeah. You know, you can look at that Especially and be like... your local shows, you should be thinking yeah. about it twice as hard as... For sure, shows. yeah. Because, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because it's just like, you know, you're you're going to... like Just like you said, like when you go out, you're going to see, you know, 10 or 20 people that you see every night. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here. You know, like if we go out, like I don't, I don't ever call somebody and say, hey, you want to go to the show with me? <laughs> Why you would already, I do that? You already know you're yeah, going to be Why there. would I do that? I'm going to go there and know 15 people. What time am I like, picking you up? Is not what even. Well, not even. Like, I don't even do that anymore. Like, I'm just so lazy. I just show yeah. up and it's like, oh, I know everybody here. No, yeah. that, was, that was me literally last Saturday. Yeah. Like, I went to a show knowing that, like, I was like, I didn't ask anybody that if they were going. I already knew that, like, five people were going to be there that I knew. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even ask anybody if they were going to be there. I just showed up by myself and yeah. I, like, walked in. First five minutes, shook yeah. hands with three people that I've yeah. seen before. I'm like, Oh, hey. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. I was like, I figured you'd be here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, when I, I mean, just a, anecdotally, a little bit funny. I yeah. was like, I was like, I'm going to go to this show in, when I went to Mexico. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can go to Fisher where I know there's going to be a bunch of people there. Yeah. Or I could go to Mathame or Mathame. I still don't know how to fucking pronounce it. Mathame. <laughs> Mathame. Mathame. Oh. And I don't know anybody who's going there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I know that's the music I want to hear. I'm just going to go. I don't care if I don't see anybody there. I'm just going to mm-hmm. listen to the music. Mm-hmm. As soon as I get in, I see three people I know. Yeah. First two seconds that I'm in the venue, I'm like, it's like, it's the okay. Same, it's going to be like, okay. When you like the same music, yeah, it's you're going to find your okay. yeah. people. You're going to find yeah. your fam. Okay, so with all that in mind, that is the Charlotte landscape. Yeah. Going back into you, the okay, question yeah. that I asked before was... Um, we're getting so sidetracked. My ADHD brain cannot keep up. It's fascinating. I'm, I'm keeping up a little bit. So with the getting into that Charlotte landscape, yeah. you first did that sh- first show, took yep. off to Texas, come, came back, yep. branding yourself as and playing the shows that you want to do. Yep. How is that journey for you? Uh, at the moment, it's been tough. Um, considering that I am like, I, I I know I'm sure there's others, but like. I am one of the only like hard techno DJs in Charlotte that truly brands themselves, at least now, like now I'm definitely doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Brands themselves as a hard techno DJ. Mm -hmm. Like I want to only play hard techno Mm -hmm. or like a hard minimal or Mm -hmm. really weird deep sci-fi like minimal tech. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't really take house shows anymore. Excuse me. Yeah, um, problem drinking carbonated. Yeah, I know. I'm like, God, carbonated water coming back and kicking my ass. Um, I don't really play house shows anymore um, unless they're like for someone that I know that I'm like, okay, I'll totally play for you. Um, and I know the crowd will be good. Um, I also don't, I don't really play any bass shows, which is, I want to change because I really do want to get into dubstep and rhythm and stuff like that. Um, but going into a scene that is very, 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 very niche, at least in Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, and branding myself as like the epitome of that scene yeah. in Charlotte mm-hmm. um, has been very tough. So I have just started creating my own shows. Yeah. And I was like, I know that really no one else is playing this music. I know that there's a want for it because mm-hmm. I have people tell me all the time. They're like, dude, you're like the only person that really plays like that type of techno. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When like, where are the other shows that do this type of tech? I'm like, dude, there are none. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. the most hard techno we'll get is like, driving hard groove which is great like i love driving hard groove it's it's really good um but i want that really just like yeah. nico moreno sarah landry like azer shlomo tapian like the sweaty, really dark yes exactly yeah. the sweaty industrial like just dark stuff yeah. that just has that hardcore energy that like just doesn't exist in charlotte so you're gonna gonna drag that industry into a kicking and screaming mark my words yeah they're gonna love it yep it's not gonna be quick but they're gonna love it no and like it's just to the point like each show that i host with hard techno they get better and better each time um more and more people keep coming up to me telling me like hey we need more of this in charlotte i'm like that's what i'm trying to do homie like i was like that is what i'm really trying to push i was like just keep showing up Keep promoting these yeah. things. Keep showing your support, and I promise you, it will grow. If five percent yeah. of your audience brings one person every time, yep. yeah, you're gonna be huge in a year. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, Definitely. Um, yeah. but I will admit, uh, to get booked in Charlotte, I've had to take yeah. mainly house shows, and like, mm-hmm. but recently with the ones that are house shows i've gotten to the point where i'm like okay i'm gonna take the ones where i can play the house that i want to play mm-hmm. which is minimal tech tropical house mm-hmm. like that deep jazzy like ama piano yeah. stuff yeah. um that stuff that's just really really like i mean i hate to use this word to describe it but it's exactly how it is just that real sensual house for sure um yeah and uh love that shit yeah no mm-hmm. same like yeah. if i can just sit there and just just get lost in the music mm-hmm. and like just absolutely just vibe out to it and like i'm gonna love it mm-hmm. um either that or if i'm gonna be moving really really fast like mm-hmm. techno and drum and bass mm-hmm. um so i've had to just i've had to brand myself or like at least not really brand myself but like tell people like hey i played this but if you're looking for this i can play it too mm-hmm. um and most of the time they're like well hey we're like we're looking for this kind of vibe and i'm like of course you are. <laughs> of course you're looking yeah. for Tech House. Like, that's fine. And I was like, I get it. It's it's a club in Uptown Charlotte. Like, mm-hmm. they want to listen to, like, the bad bitch, like, hot girl Tech House. Like, remixes. And, yeah, remixes and that's stuff like that. I'm like, that's cool. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I was like, if it gets me in the door and, like, gets me the connection, I'll play it. I don't mm-hmm. mind playing it. I have fun playing it. Is it what I really want to play? No. But it's gotten to the point where, like, people are like, oh, this dude doesn't play hard techno and i'm like no but i i do i host shows that are strictly hard techno you should just like in the middle of the set slide in one hard techno song i've done it everybody remembers and they go i've done it i've done it i did a there was a a set about two months ago um it's literally it's called groove lab it's a um a homie of mine her name's tay like she runs that it's in winston-salem in my hometown which i freaking love that she's bringing edm to winston-salem because there's none 
whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, and played on her first, the first one she hosted. And I went from freaking tech house to bass house to drum and bass to deep 40, like deep 140 wubs back mm -hmm. to tech house, back to drum and bass, then to like it's some minimal groove, like hard dance stuff, then back to tech house. And like everyone was freaking loving it. I'm like, mm -hmm. I was like, I love the fact that you guys are so okay with DJs coming mm -hmm. in here and like, just showing diversity mm -hmm. and not getting mad when like someone drops a drum and bass track in the middle mm -hmm. of a tech house set. Mm -hmm. Like your favorite DJs do it during mm -hmm. all of their freaking lineups and like oh, all their, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I, I bring him up so many times. Cause this, yeah. this topic just makes me so freaking mad where like local DJs get shit on for switching it up a little bit because everyone there's expecting just a strict tech house night like mm -hmm. i just want to listen to this type of tech house for five hours straight mm -hmm. and you no, don't no but As you don't a listener you're on that if you're educated yeah you, you don't you don't want to listen to that and there's been so many times straight. where i've like been doing like hard bass house sets and i've dropped like a drum and bass track and like everyone just like stops dancing i'm like dude i was like if i was john summit right now you'd be losing your freaking mind yeah. and i'm like but i'm not i'm just a local dj that yeah. like happened to drop drum and bass and yeah. you're just mad because like I killed your vibe and I'm like I'm like it's just because you're not yeah. in a festival setting on drugs so yeah. like, yeah, I, yeah. I was like whatever exactly do, yeah. do you find in the scene there because obviously one of the issues with and this is a bit of a segue but yeah um, no. what the, one of the issues with electronic music in general is that people don't drink as much at least here so you know a lot of like in the past nowadays it's gotten a lot better but in the past when promoters or club owners have been trying to focus on on electronic dance music mm -hmm. of any kind the nights don't last they they there's a big influx of like people who want to do it make beginning but then as it becomes more and more you know keeps going more and more yeah they realize that the club's not making as much money because these people drink water all the time <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so <laughs> it's like you know so you know it's like okay well Dude, we play you know the, the, the one night that we still play mainstream music we're mm -hmm. making eighty thousand dollars at the bar and then mm -hmm. the nights that we're playing house music we're making 10 mm -hmm. yeah and it's like ooh, ooh, yeah ooh. it's not yeah. the places are not incentivized to yeah that you know and, and, and we've gotten very lucky here because we have blueprint and they've really you know, forced it, that. forced it down our throats. Yeah. yeah. So, but at the end of the day, they also still have to have mainstream nights for, mm -hmm. in order to pay the bills. So, yeah. So I'm just wondering if it's kind of similar to that. I'm not sure how much you're in. I mean, you must be in, into the business side of it a lot. Yeah. If you have that, that thing. That so, doing, so with Charlotte and you'll hear so many people say this, Charlotte is a very last minute city. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I mean by that is like, you can post a show three months in advance. Mm -hmm. No one's going to buy a ticket until two nights beforehand. Mm -hmm. yeah. No one. Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you have yeah. too many things going on yeah. at once. They're, they're and... waiting for the absolute best option at the very last minute. It's yep. just, that's the problem and, that. and also, like, luckily, we don't really have that problem of, like, the drinkers because I will admit Charlotte's pretty fratty. Yeah. Um, like, Which is great. I mean, And it's a college town because we have yeah. University of Charlotte right there. Yeah. We also have, like, other community colleges in the city as well. And then, like, it's a big bar town, like big, big bar city. So many freaking breweries. Like if you yeah. work in Charlotte, you either own a brewery or you work for an accounting firm. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Um, and <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, in Vancouver, you're either a DJ or a drug dealer. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Or, or you work in finance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just to the point where everyone rushes last minute to buy a ticket to where they want to go. 
and it forces promoters to always pick the biggest name DJ in the local scene because they know that they're going to sell the tickets Mm -hmm. because the only place that hosts shows that don't have big or that like the only place that hosts shows that has massive name artists Mm -hmm. is that one place black box. Yeah. Everywhere else is your local little club, your local little bar, mm-hmm. and like you have to get a event coordinator to come in and host the show with local lineups, mm-hmm. and like they're always gonna pick the lineup that brings in the most ticket sales For because sure. like they're really obviously awesome. not gonna be invited back yeah. when ninety five to one hundred and fifty people come into this place, half of them to three fourths of them on psychedelics and not drinking and like they're gonna be like oh cool like they got ticket sales yeah and they came in here because these people are fucked up and want to see the djs that they always see knowing that they're gonna have a good time Mm -hmm. and then it leaves a lot of the other djs who are quote-unquote smaller in the scene kind of like high and dry because Mm -hmm. obviously they don't have the ticket pool right now like Mm -hmm. they like sure they're talented as fuck they can play the music that you want them to play they can probably play it better than some of the djs they're putting on to these big name clubs but since they don't have the pool the clubs don't give a shit and Mm -hmm. like it's just to the point where like you kind of feel stuck as a dj that's not in what we were talking about earlier in like in the click Mm -hmm. um because all of those click djs are going to get booked even though half of them are shit Mm-hmm. um but like they know who they need to know and they yeah. play what they need to play and, and tickets get sold yeah mm-hmm. tickets get sold so and like the drinks got drink and then the drinks get got drank control. exactly <laughs> so um there is a, like a stalemate with that yes um it it does pose a problem sometimes mm-hmm. but it all depends on the show um yeah. The genres are definitely there's differences yeah. between different genres. Yes, yeah. and like you will get like if there's a bass show in Charlotte, I don't know what it is, dude, but it's packed out every freaking time. Yeah, like their bass is just prominent yeah. in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Like in the 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 little collective scene that goes to these bass shows, they run deep. Yeah. Like they are always there, yeah. always at the shows promoting, helping out. Like even if they're not promoters or like don't even work with oh, the collective sure. like their friends let's oh go. they'll call let's their friends this. they're posting it on their instagram stories they're throwing yeah. flyers out left and right yeah. and they're like come to this but like the techno scene non-existent like mm-hmm. you post up shows nobody's reposting that shit yeah. they don't care yeah. because like and it's so hard to get techno shows in the right venue too mm-hmm. which makes it even harder to push those shows mm-hmm. and then like the only ones that we can really get right now is like Latin house and like mainstream tech house shows that are in like the big name bars around Charlotte. So, um, there's to answer your question, yes and no. <laughs> there's definitely like what you're talking about, even mm-hmm. with those genres, like pre COVID, that was a lot of what was going on. Too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Post COVID yeah. a different story, but pre COVID that was definitely where mm-hmm. like, you know, okay, well even, even fucking what's it called? Uh, the one in Gastown, what was it called again? MIA. MIA. Yeah. You know, in order for them to make money, they had to have like a, a Latin house night, mm-hmm. you know, just to make ends meet. Yeah, every Red Room Friday. has Latin house yeah. Latin yeah. Fridays. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's a base club. So <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. So it's still happening a little bit, but it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and then nothing wrong with that. It's just show, no. it just goes to show you that you, you know, these places, especially when you're in big, expensive cities, you know, in order to make money, they need the margins that alcohol provides. Nope. I mean, and I they need like to that, that that brand their demographic correctly. Anything, too, that you want to do, you have to have your day job, and then you have yep. to have your passion, you know? Yep. It's just like these places that exactly true. have yeah. to have That's their... Parallel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have to have their day job, and yep. and then they get to play the shows that they want to play, yep. too. Yep. Yeah, so I guess, like, within that, 
where kind of do you want to either push yourself? Well, let's ask both of them. Amazing. Why are you breaking things? <laughs> I guess where do you want to push yourself in the next couple of years? Like, where is it that you want to progress into? So, it, 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 okay, this is going to start kind of sad. It's going to sound sad, I promise, but it's going to have a better turnout. Okay. So I've just gotten to the point where, like, don't get me wrong. I love Charlotte music scene. I started in Charlotte music scene. I owe everything mm-hmm. to, to my DJ career to Charlotte music scene. I no longer want to be involved in Charlotte music scene as much as I quote unquote think I need to be to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so recently I've been reaching out to other cities in North Carolina, like Wilmington, Asheville, uh, Winston-Salem. We got stuff going on up there now. Um, Greensboro, Raleigh, all those places. So I can like at least step out of just Charlotte. And then if I can't do that, with hard techno with it being such a niche genre i will even say in the states Mm -hmm. like it's not as big as it is in europe and everything like that i am gonna be forced to like try to go the european route and and nothing wrong with that and like Mm -hmm. we'll use sarah landry for an example Mm -hmm. she's american dj hard techno like hard as fuck techno Mm -hmm. she just got booked to be the first hard techno dj to ever play on a tomorrowland main stage wow and i'm like this is insane and i'm one fantastic for hard techno yeah and two like if an american dj from the states can go over to europe and just absolutely crush hard techno over there like who says I can't do it too? Totally. And I mean, you have places like, um, like Denmark, who has eleven hundred festivals a year. That's they have, bonkers. yeah, they have. It's like forty-seven 1, festivals. Eleven hundred. Yeah, and you festivals can. You a watch year? these James hype shows, and he goes to literally so many festivals yep. in a weekend. Like, yeah. boop, 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 there you can a you can drive there's and it's sold out. Yeah. There are people there that want it. It was the space. My brain literally does cannot can't comprehend that. Yeah, I can't compute that. Yeah, it, 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 the math that I don't even it. think America could support eleven hundred festivals Mm-mm. a day. No, but these aren't all like EDM festivals, but a lot of them are, sure, and like a lot yeah. of them even that aren't still have EDM genres on their lineup. And you can go into Denmark and you can drive from the bottom of Denmark to the top of Denmark in five hours. Yeah. So if you're exactly. a DJ that's touring. Yeah. If you wanted to, you could hit six shows in one day. You could have a house there and just drive all of them. Yeah, you could hit 20 shows in a weekend Mm -hmm. just in one country. And then on top of that, if you book yourself right, you could hop to other countries that connect to Denmark. You could have a 30, 40 show month in just one to two countries just out in Europe just doing whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. And like even... Like even, but even even if you look at the Teletech lineups and some of the like Rotterdam lineups and all the hard techno lineups in Europe, like you're still looking at the same 15, 20 hard techno DJs, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, you would think this like this would be a lot thicker in mm-hmm. in Europe, and you're like, okay, no, it's not. So yeah. in my mind, I'm like, okay, there's only like a handful of really, 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 really big name hard techno DJs in Europe. Obviously, the waters aren't that deep, mm-hmm. but 
maybe give it a shot. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe I was like, not being served. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so I, mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating, but yeah, it could be a really small, cliquey. Yeah, situation. yeah, but small, small in that situation is what? Do you only fill out five thousand person venues? Like, yeah, like what's like, what's small to European show in America? Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm exaggerating, but it could be right up there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you know, have, I mean, imagine, imagine also... having a five thousand person hard techno show in Vancouver where we have a techno scene. Yeah, it I mean, it's not huge, but we have that issue of the the alcohol sales too. Is you have to fill out that many amount of people in order to make your money back from the ticket sales. Yeah, you're not gonna get it in the bar. Nope. They rather not here. Over there, maybe, maybe, there, they, maybe over there for thing. sure. I mean, That's I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, they start drinking at 18, like yeah. <laughs> drinking's yeah. in their blood, so yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, and it's not such a big like pull for them. I feel exactly. like you know, here in maybe in America too, you've noticed a lot where it's like it's very exciting to go be able oh, yeah. to drink, it's Absolutely. very exciting to have a drink, and alcohol is kind of it's, it's like it's a thing to do, Love like it. that is like it's not yeah. hey, do you want to go out and like go catch some live music, maybe grab a couple of drinks. It's like, no, hey, do you want to go out drinking tonight? Yeah. And I'm, and they, like, make it the main event. And I'm yeah. like, that's... That's the activity. Yeah, whereas uh, yeah. I feel like in Europe, it's just, like, kind of a byproduct. Exactly. It's, there. it's, just, it's, it's always just, just around. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, and it's always been around. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to wrap my head around that number. That's we'll go fucked. sometime. I'll, t- yeah. I'll take him. <laughs> I don't... I'm, I'm going to be... I might, I might have to check out of this podcast. I'm just... I still <laughs> yeah. can't figure that He's out. He's gone. Quick <laughs> job. I did the math on it. Like, I was looking it up, and, like, eventually I like I can't remember the exact number, but it was like forty something festivals they have a week, and it's in, it's insane. Well, I, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I, don't, I don't honestly, I'd be hard pressed to think that America has forty festivals a week. No, All of I America, I don't think we do. I I want to look this number up because that is so wild. Mm-hmm. But like, in what a country it, this big? But then what? But then you got to go into the fact of like, what do you consider a festival? Sure, but mm-hmm. a festival is like multiple genres, multiple days. And multiple, yeah. Or maybe not multiple, you could say multiple, multiple stages. Multiple, you could say multiple genres, multiple could artists. Be a single. You, know, you, could, you, could, you could add a stretch called Foundations, which is what, which is what we have festival. here. A mini festival. I mean, Seasons was called Festival. They yeah, but it, that, they do that over multiple days, too. You know, Seasons yeah. is oh, over okay. a week, right? But yeah. it's but it's but it, they call it a festival, but it's like different shows at different venues, so it's not one venue. So these are like interpretations of festivals, and you could if, even if we're stretching it mm-hmm. and calling those things festivals, in any it's still case, it's still a lot. Eleven thousand or eleven hundred, but yes, <laughs> or eleven hundred was it? Eleven thousand. I was like, wait a minute, eleven hundred festivals in a year. Oh, I thought eleven thousand. That's it's still eleven hundred. Is still a lot. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, now that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay, eleven hundred. Right, now he fixed his brain just yeah, a little bit. Now, now I can fathom it. We're coming back. We're back, back. on the train. We're coming back. Reality. Yeah. Okay, eleven hundred. Okay, I yeah. can sort of understand that. That's like I can right. compute that. But it's yeah. still in a country it's like still the size, the size of like, like I said, it's forty in a weekend. Like, yes. Not that's bonkers. Yeah, and you can fit Denmark like in Texas like three times, mm-hmm. like two times yeah. at least. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, totally. so, yeah, yeah, it's like Denmark is like a, a third of. Just a little itty bitty baby. Yeah. Like it's tiny. Yeah. It's just maybe even less than that. Like yeah. honestly, it might mm-hmm. even be even smaller than that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the motivation for kind of like leaving Charlotte behind and going towards the bigger instead of kind I'm of just trying finding to... the audience really? I mean, yeah. Finding the audience yeah. is one, and I hate to say it. I mean, again, like I owe everything I know to Charlotte music scene, but Charlotte music scene is just incredibly toxic. Um, there's yeah. a lot of drama. There's a lot of little clicks that are 
very clicky like like they will never let you in because they just don't fuck with you yeah that's same. and i'm like and then like there's a lot of people just stepping on other people there's a lot of people like down talking other people's shows because like they didn't get added to the lineup and like i mean i'll admit i've fallen into that like i've fallen into the uh like oh well fuck you i didn't get booked on that show and obviously i'm a better fit like fuck this show and i'm like obviously i can't keep doing that and like that's not a good mindset to have but everyone gets jealous from time to time and like i'm not sitting here shitting on every on every show that i'm not getting booked on but like if there's a clear hard techno show in charlotte and yeah. like there's a dj on there that just doesn't play hard techno and be like what yeah. and you're not there I'm like, that's, that's a little weird but I'm like, okay obviously that was the click that was the that was a click choice yeah, yeah. and not a wow. not a talent choice yeah. so yeah. And that's why you, you you are almost forced to you know produce yeah. your own shows yeah exactly and yeah. i'm like yeah. I, and it just it just gets to the point where i'm like i feel like i shouldn't have to keep pushing my own shows just to play the genre I want to play. Yeah. And like, of course I want to grow that in techno or mm-hmm. grow, grow techno in Charlotte because it needs the scene. Mm-hmm. Like the scene obviously needs to grow, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be able to single-handedly grow that techno scene by myself in Charlotte without doing things outside of Charlotte. Absolutely. And the intention inwards. Yes. And like, yeah. I'm going to need to bring more people from outside of Charlotte to be like, holy shit, Charlotte's got a techno scene. Like, yeah. Charlotte's mm-hmm. really in the trenches with that stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. let's go to Charlotte to go see techno. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to provide that. But I also want to be able to go and, like, like I said, go to Europe and play, like, the true hard techno venues. Yeah. And mm-hmm. with you would have true... to work for, like, a fair amount of years. Exactly. Like, if I'm grinding it out to get the scene to be big with, enough that you're like, that i'm satisfied yeah. with yeah. like okay i can stick in charlotte and just yeah. play techno and sustainable here sustainable and you get yeah. new things coming through all the time yeah and it's definitely yeah. nowhere close to sustainable right yeah. now that's like, what you have all. to do sometimes leave it to put a part uh, mm-hmm. mark yeah. on the map oh yeah that's the thing you know if yeah. we look at if we look at what van tech is doing here with their their club mm-hmm. and it's like dedicated to just techno mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they fill it out techno's every, or like just it, like it, it's, it's very it, it gets right. hard but they, it, they'll, they'll do the range for sure. okay but, they, but cool. they'll go as hard as you want yeah cool. they have richie hot in there they have richie oh, hot in there yeah and, oh, that's, that's, and it's, mm-hmm. we're talking about a venue that when it's some hard techno and this brings me to my point when that venue is crammed yeah crammed it's got 250 people in it yeah. so it's like we have we have like that so that it's not a big space it's not like they're filling out a 2000 person venue every weekend mm-hmm. yeah yes it's full every weekend but like i think i think with richie hot i can't remember but they said they had 350 people in there mm-hmm. and it was literally like, like a sauna starting yeah, dance yep like everybody was on top of each yep. other you couldn't dance you're like this yep and the sweat's coming off the ceilings it's like yep. just the, like you're worried about the cdjs getting water damage like yep. that's the environment that yeah we have we have a club like that called rebel and uh it's just very 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 small venue maybe at max when it's crammed crammed like 150 people yeah and it mm-hmm. but it is like shoulder to shoulder sardines yeah. packed in there and like it is just impossible to move yeah. around mm-hmm. so it's like but yeah so it's like they're moving so like yeah. they're actually taking care yeah, of that issue that too. yeah but yeah. but the but the point is is like when even when you have a club that's killing it with mm-hmm. that specific genre yeah you know what's the scale that they're doing that at, right? Like mm-hmm. so, even if in Charlotte you're filling in your venue every weekend, but it was only two hundred people, like yeah, mm-hmm. how big of an impact yeah, is yeah. that actually? Yeah. yeah, sure, it's a big impact for your city, and sure, yeah. it's an impact for the scene that you want to grow like locally. Yeah. But like two hundred, yeah, two hundred people in Charlotte isn't gonna like those two hundred people in Charlotte. Maybe ten of them will go up 
three cities up north to go find you and mm-hmm. play hard techno again yeah mm-hmm. so they're like oh cool it's here and it's just right there totally yeah. cool like that's great but like they don't look at it as like oh it's there too and it's yeah. there too and yeah. it's there too it's only oh an hour and a half away that's nothing like yeah. i mm-hmm. i'm not getting it here this weekend so let's go up there this weekend because mm-hmm. i know where i'm gonna get like no that they just wait mean, i think i think yeah, at the you sure. you know you i mean if you were killing it doing that every weekend for whatever period of time yeah and then now it was like the, like on an odd weekend there's going to be two or three other shows playing techno as well you're like oh okay now we now we mm-hmm. we've built the community yeah you know yeah, and that's, that's but again it's going to take you know it's going to take a long time to do that and who knows where even the genre is in three years you know maybe yeah. Yeah. like the music that people who like that genre are listening to is going to be different then and then mm-hmm. is that going to be more palatable to more people less palatable to more people you could like, find something else that you really yeah. resonate with or because or i think like if too. you i mean i'm going on a tangent but that's what i do that's my job here <laughs> well, she yeah. keeps us on track <laughs> i take us on tangents you know it works well yeah so um yeah. uh you know, if you look at internationally, the melodic techno, which yep. I mean, that's a misnomer, but we'll just call it what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Melodic techno. Um, <laughs> you know, where was that five years ago? I mean, that genre was, hardly, it, that, it, was it was called dark progressive. Yep. But like, the, but the thing is, the way that sound has evolved now, and I've been actually thinking about this is like, when I listen to these big, huge melodic techno shows, I'm going to keep doing that, uh, techno <laughs> yeah. shows, what they sound like to me is like the big room sound of like 2011, 2012. Mm. And it's not the same, but genre. just darker. It's not yeah. the same genre, but it's like where you have those like really big buildups yep. with yep. massive, like euphoric, euphoric, euphoric rocks. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're the but, but darker. Yeah. Yep. But it's like, but it's progressive. Let's be honest. You know, it's progressive. Where the big room, the big room back in the day was more electro or electro house. Mm-hmm. This is progressive. Let's be honest, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we like let's have a discussion here? All together anyway. now. Yeah. <laughs> let's agree. But, on but you know what I mean? Like so, Absolutely. to me, that's so that's well, I think that's why it's so big mm-hmm. is that it's taking people who are into like you know maybe progressive is more of a let's people what we can imagine is a niche genre it's not really pretty big yeah but it's like taking that and then bring it bringing it to more i wouldn't say mainstream but like people that i know that aren't like big music nerds will listen to like these big huge like you know art bat tale of us songs and like mm-hmm. be like wow that's awesome mm-hmm. they don't know what they're you know what they're listening to but yeah. it's like because it just hits you like in the guts like, yeah oh, you know, it's like, well it's taking yeah, that like, same formula you know of like the big drops the euphoria the you know the feel goods it's just kind of progressing those people that were really it's a better it's a better version of it and that's they're 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 more mature they want to still be involved in the scene they found that yeah so so that brings me back to the the point that i was trying to make is that like even with hard techno you know maybe hard techno turns into something different in a couple Mm -hmm. years that blows up you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it, it, maybe the tracks that you produce yep. blow it up. That's yeah, I mean, what you know, I'm right? trying to do mm-hmm. with yeah, like so the yeah. weirder side it, of... It's hard to, uh, you know, disc- look at what's happening today mm-hmm. and say that this is just going to be the same thing in a year or two. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so... So it's, it's an adventure. I mean, music is an adventure. That's why yeah. we do it. That's why we love it. EDM is, is always progressing, though. It's always changing. It's always well, constant, constantly changing. And I mean, there's a never-ending... country, but it seems like, you know, versus... a 
um, a genre like country that has yeah. stayed the same relatively yep. over the past. Yeah, like, I mean, it's 20, the evolution's a lot more relatively. gradual. I yeah. also don't know country, yeah. but that's what it seems like to me is uh, mm-hmm. electronic music is just on this trajectory where it's always going to be changing. Always yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, I mean, I, I always call the period between like 2009 to 2013 is like the golden age, but I feel like we're entering another golden age right now of, of electronic music. Sign me up. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's really getting to the point where the amount of quality music out there mm-hmm. is unreal you know mm-hmm. and that you know and when you contrast that to what i would consider the dark age mm-hmm. of 2014 to 2018 mm-hmm. you know it's just a great place to be in to yeah be it's a great yeah. place to be in for sure definitely there's so yeah. many things to look forward to i think that really those that new um golden age that you're kind of talking yeah. about i feel like it's really brought on by the type of music that is being put out by small smaller independent artists and also mm-hmm. the accessibility mm-hmm. of it People are able to go to different shows, yep. produce yeah. their own music, mm-hmm. um, put on their own events and yep. stuff like that, mm-hmm. and bring the genres that they really like into the spotlight. I feel like that's so much more accessible. Mm-hmm. And versus, you know, five, ten years ago, that was quite the case, maybe. Yeah. Five yeah. for sure, yeah. 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 Awesome. So in five years, yeah. where do you want to be? In five years? Five years. Headlining back. tomorrow and playing hard tech. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah. Honestly, like, that's really it. Um, yeah. um, I mean, not even like, God, not even like Tomorrowland. That's not even yeah. on like that, my big of a goal, yeah. like yet. Um, like, I hate to, I mean, I hate to just say it like this, but like n- doing what Nico Moreno does, like, strictly hard techno shows mm-hmm. around the world and just playing that sound but i want it to be like my, my sound obviously yeah. mm-hmm. um and just consistently getting booked that's mm-hmm. pretty much it really i mean like every yeah. dj's dream of just like being able to travel being able yeah. to go to these big name festivals being able yeah. to be like on like your fat name like right on the top mm-hmm. of the lineup mm-hmm. and uh everyone just knowing you for your sound mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah hopefully in five years i can just everyone just be like oh no that's definitely like a mon event track like yeah. no i can tell that's a mon event track yeah. and like that's yeah. all i want i just want to be i just want people to be like listen totally. to it and be like at a different person show like let's just say nico moreno dropping one yeah. of my tracks be like oh shit mon event track. Exactly like, like yeah mon track. yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like that's yeah. that's what i want yeah. <laughs> so well i'm Perfect. looking forward to it thank yeah. you for being here thank you for hanging out yeah. please follow mon event on all of his socials because clearly five years he's going to be blowing up he's yeah. going to be in your ears on the sound waves in festivals yeah. in where did we say denmark denmark yeah <laughs> in the 11, the 11. yeah, yeah, yeah. 11, <laughs> 11 million festivals in denmark <laughs> 40 festivals every three minutes every every three minutes <laughs> we look forward to having you back here on the podcast every single wednesday we have a very yeah. unique what podcast coming up next wednesday we likely won't be streaming it mm. so make sure you follow us on youtube and spotify please follow us instagram you don't have a YouTube. I do you not have, have a YouTube. SoundCloud. I do have a SoundCloud. Twitch. I have Twitch, SoundCloud, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You mm-hmm. heard the man. Even though I'm not really active on Twitter like, at all. <laughs> I'm not active on Twitter. Uh, I did make an account. Oh, no, don't follow no. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you do not have to follow my my, my ex account. Ex account. There we go. Yeah. But thank you all for being here, yeah. and we will see you again next week. Thank you, guys.